Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, as always, I got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penman. Greg, what is good, man? Oh, what's going on? Yo, week nine is here. Uh Thursday night football is here. Uh we got a you know a goodie. Uh sad that some of the, the superstars are out for the 49ers, but uh you still get to see one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, we still get to see one of the greatest receivers and now, you know, Devontae Adams. So that should be dope. Yeah, man, um, it's definitely going to be a, a great a great one there, especially one of the, you know, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, uh, two two guys that used to work together. I think LaFleur's brother is actually on the Sean Shanahan staff with the Niners. So, uh, okay. yeah, so, you know, two guys that, you know, come from the same coaching tree, similar coaching tree, and uh, known for being offensive minds. But let's jump right into some of this news that we got today. Uh, trade deadline was today and you know we are recording this on Tuesday so we can get this Thursday night preview in um so Greg doesn't have to do you know the whole week alone um but the uh the trade deadline was today and so we didn't have much you know there wasn't much you know much exciting news that came through nothing, nothing like what happened back in 2017 but uh you know one you know a couple of trades came came by involving the Miami Dolphins. First, they traded wide receiver Isaiah Ford to the Patriots for a conditional sixth in, in the 2022 draft. Um, you know, this is interesting because Isaiah Ford, obviously we know, was, was a slot receiver for the Dolphins. The Patriots mm-hmm. are missing Julian Edelman, who you know, recently went to IR. Uh, Jacoby Myers was taking over as a slot receiver, so this kind of bumps him down the you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know what the distribution of snaps would be, but what is your take on this trade, Greg? Uh, well, yeah, the Patriots definitely didn't want to spend too high. I mean, they they definitely needed a receiver, um, so they I guess they tried to address it as they afford. You know, uh, you know, conservative slot guy for the Miami hasn't really done too much, but when given the opportunity, uh, can be a talented player. So um, maybe maybe he could be a guy could be expected to add that. You know, they Patriots definitely need one. So you know, their their plan is to definitely use one. They just want to give away draft picks for nothing. Yeah, I just wish that they would go out and get different types of receivers. Like all their receivers yeah, they, are redundant. Same guys, slot receivers. Yep, yep. <laughs> Your speedy are shorter, you know, slot receiver guys. Mohamed Sanu didn't work out last year. Uh, Julian Edmond, I mean, they've just been trying to. Yeah, since it's, it's forever now. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just hey, what, like why don't we try something different, right? Like I don't know, but um, yeah, out wide guy. Yeah, yeah. but the the next. Uh, the other trade that came up with, with the Dolphins, which was a little puzzling at the time, uh, the Dolphins traded a sixth-round pick in 2021 for 
Um, your boy, Greg, the, uh, running back DeAndre Washington in the seventh round pick in 2021. And when I saw that deal at the time, I was like, well, that's weird. You know, I know they, you know, they had had interest in Le'Veon Bell, but I guess they were really interested in, in shoring up some running back depth. But then uh, later after that, we got some news that it was it was more than uh, than just a depth move. It was a, a must-needed depth move uh, because Miles Gaskin, uh, our, our guy, the gas man, suffered mm-hmm. an injury to his MCL, and so he will be out three weeks. Uh, this makes Matt Breida... Um, you know, this makes Matt Breida someone that you, you would need to target immediately on the waiver wire. Uh, it would jump to the top along with Michael Hasty as someone you should target. What do you, what do you think about that, Greg? Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, when Matt Breida got first traded to the Dolphins, yeah, it was very intriguing. You thought that he would slide in to, you know, take majority of all the pass catching work at the very least. Uh, until that gas man took all the rushing and the passing. So, um, you know, my breed has been the second guy and getting, you know, minimal minimal touches, but something uh, other than gas man. So, uh, yeah, you, you got to put him in. I think he can definitely give you some immediate flex value. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's got a matchup this week against Arizona, which is not a bad matchup by any means. Uh, and then I think the schedule for Miami is actually kind of favorable over the next the next few weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me just double-check that really quick. Yeah, they play Arizona, then the Chargers, then Denver. Um, you know, so those those next two matchups, at least, are really mm-hmm. good matchups uh, with the mm-hmm. Chargers and, and Arizona. Um, and, and if Gasman misses... Uh, you know, week, you know, an extra week, uh, you know, potentially be out against the New York Jets. So, I don't, you know, how, how that could be for Matt Breida. So, yeah, I would go add him, you know, immediately be, you know, one of my top priorities along with Michael Hasty. Uh, you know, especially if they're willing to give him all the work as, you know, they were willing to do a Miles Gaskin. Yeah, we'll see if Jordan Howard even becomes a thing, but I'm not going to bank on it. I mean, at the very least, Matt Breed is safe because he has that pass-catching value. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Jordan Howard. They should just release him or something. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I, I thought that maybe he would have been someone that was traded, but I don't know. Anyways, uh, Greg, it's Thursday Night Football, but it's also Streams of the Week, so let's just jump right into this right now. Uh, quarterback stream of the week, Greg. What do you got, man? Yeah, no. So you know, to to you know, combat those times where you're like, oh, I picked someone just the week before, uh, before their breakout week. You know, just do it again. You just pick them again. Derek Carr. I'm going back to the well versus the LA Chargers. Uh, he's 41% rostered. First of all, I took out the weather element because this game is in the dome, so there's no weather element factors here that could happen. Um, Derek Carr is also in a good matchup as well. Chargers are bottom 10 against you know the QBs in fantasy, giving up a lot of points to the quarterback position lately. Uh, and Yeah, I'm just weak behind on the call. Derek Carr should do well. Uh, I think this is a, a potential shootout coming on, going on here. Yeah, man, I like this one, uh, and I like your strategy, man, going back to the well after you thought that you were going to get it, kind of like what happened with Mm -hmm. Williams last week. (laughs) Uh, It's almost like the story of my life. But this is the one where I'm going to go with the, oh, I don't want to pick him because it's Kirk Cousins, (laughs) but I'm going to pick him because this is a matchup where it's really good, and so I'm just going to close my eyes and go with it. But Kirk Cousins, there's no middle ground with him. He's either a top 12 quarterback or barely a QB2. 
So uh, be mindful of the range of outcomes here. But the matchup against Detroit is perfect. The game has a high total. And so this should make for a good fantasy day here for Kirk Cousins. Um, and, you know, even if even if he makes a few mistakes, throws a pick six or here or there, uh, he's got he's to gotta come back from that, you know. So you get a little bit of garbage time in there mixed in there too possibly. Yeah, a little a la James Wilson from last year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Greg, your tight end start uh, stream of the week, man. What do you got? Oh man, I you know I, this probably is the top guy uh, on the the waiver, but he was in the bye week, cause, you know, so you could have maybe snuck him in before. But Logan Thomas coming into this week, he's twenty three percent rostered. Uh, the Giants, you know, one week spot in this defense is pretty good defense. Is the middle of the field pass catchers and the tight end position of late. You know, they're giving up a touchdown to the tight ends in two straight weeks. One of them being Logan Thomas in week six. Uh, he finished with three off four targets, uh, forty two yards and a touchdown. I think he should get targeted more outside the bye week. And uh, you should, you know, be play well against the Giants again uh, coming up this week. Yeah, man, I like that one. Um, <clears throat> my tight end stream of the week. And it's just sorry, it's crazy how we go full circle. We come full circle with with Logan Thomas. First he was a thing, I know, and it wasn't a thing, I know. And then now he's a thing again. <laughs> so it's just funny, and it's only week nine. Yeah, it is. Uh, so it's crazy. But uh, Eric Ebron, he's my stream of the week. Forty six percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. Gets to go up against Dallas. Uh, he's got a 17% target share over the last three weeks. He's actually seen at least four targets in every game since week two. Had not known that. And, by the way, they're playing Dallas. So, uh, oh, yeah. Eric Ebron, he's my stream of the week this week. Uh, Greg, your uh, defensive stream of the week this week. What do you got? Um, yeah, so you, you brought up uh, some rumors of that, you know, that Washington Giants game. Honestly, you can take either defense and you'll be fine. So, uh, I mean, I started with taking the Washington defense uh, or you know, I had the Giants defenses, vice versa. Uh, also, Miami season long, though, I got to mention that they're only 16% rostered in Yahoo. Uh, they're a top 10 defense in fantasy right now. So if you want to get a season long defense to ride with, Miami's been doing pretty well this year. Yeah, man, uh, I like that. I like that sneak right there. Miami has actually been uh, doing really well. Uh, and like I said, the schedule, uh, they, get, they get the Jets week or not next week in a few weeks so uh, that's mm-hmm. good as well uh you know you did mention that that giants washington game i'm assuming you took the giants uh, i'm gonna take uh, yeah washington <laughs> uh you know of teams playing this week they're sixth and in, ha- in what i call havoc rate where the percentage of their opponents plays that end up in either a sack interception pass deflection tackle for a loss or a quarterback hit a.k.a. they were able to cause havoc. And uh, Daniel Jones, he's always prone to the stack strip and potentially the fumble recovery mm-hmm. from the defense, which is always nice. And uh, to piggyback onto that stat, uh, the Miami Dolphins, they're actually fifth uh, of teams playing this week, uh, sixth overall in the league in that havoc rate stat. So Miami Dolphins, oh, nice. they are definitely legit. Um. So now let's get to this Thursday night football breakdown, man. Uh, the, we've got the five and two Green Bay Packers traveling to San Francisco to take on the uh, four and four San Francisco 49ers. This is a 49 and a half point total. The Green Bay Packers are five and a half point favorites. Um, in terms of uh, the injuries for this game, uh, obviously we talked about it on the, the we talked about it yesterday in the recap. Running back A.J. Dillon, he tested positive for COVID-19, has been placed on the COVID reserve list. Uh, 
linebacker Kamal Martin as well as running back Jamal Williams. Uh, they were both uh, designated as close contacts to A.J. Dillon. Uh, so their status for this game was in question. They have since, uh, at least Jamal Williams has been uh, designated as a high-risk close contact uh, to A.J. Dillon. So therefore, he will be out in this game on Thursday night against the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, uh, Aaron Jones, the star running back for the Packers, has already missed the last two games dealing with a calf injury. Uh, so he's going to be a game-time decision for Thursday Night Football. Matt LaFleur said they're going to try to give him as much time as they can. I'll take it up to game time with Aaron Jones and that calf. So uh, the, the only thing is is at least this game is on Thursday night. We can get this. Uh, we can get a resolution of this early in terms of what you can do from a fantasy perspective. Um, Tyler Irvin, he's expected to be the backup. Uh, or Tyler Irvin is the only other running back currently on the active roster, but he's more like a wide receiver. Uh, you know, they use him as a gadget player. Uh, Dexter Williams is the guy that would probably be more inclined to get that that two down work. He's currently on the practice squad. Um, but then for the 49ers, they're dealing with their own. Uh, um, you know, set of injuries. George Kittle, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, we talked about them in a recap. Uh, they were dealing with some injuries. Uh, George Kittle, a broken bone in his foot. Jimmy Garoppolo, a high ankle sprain that's going to require surgery. Um, and so they're both been placed on IR officially. And so uh, George Kittle, I think you can drop him. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think you can drop him. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think I'm just – Thinking out loud from a super flex, super flex perspective, because I have both of these players, uh, and Jimmy uh, George Kittle did say he's going to try to come back in two weeks, and that you know that thought has been in my mind. Like, what if George Kittle does actually try to come back uh, sooner? Uh, so, if he's somebody that if you have an IR spot, I think he's worth stashing just because we know uh, he has come back from injury sooner uh, than he was supposed to in the past. Uh, but Jimmy G in a super flex league, uh, four to six weeks, uh, that's not a you know an impossible timeline for a quarterback uh, as we sit here in week nine. Uh, but Tevin, you know, in terms of this game, uh, you know, who's, who, uh, Tevin Coleman, he will be out of this game. Uh, Debo Samuel, he'll be out. Uh, Tevin Coleman with the knee, Debo Samuel with the hamstring. So, Greg, in terms of this matchup, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Packers to cover. I'm going to take the Packers to win. And I'm going to take the uh, I'm gonna take the over in this game. Um, on the Packers side, you know, you're expecting a good day from Aaron Rodgers uh, as a QB1. You're expecting a great day from Devontae Adams as a wide receiver one. It seems like, you know, anytime that Aaron Rodgers is throwing it in the red zone now, it's to Devontae Adams. It's lovely. It's back to where, you know, <clears throat> we expected that red zone production to be. So that's been awesome. Uh, you know, the running backs really is the main question here uh, for this game. Tyler Irving and uh, Dexter Williams seem to be the next guys in line. Uh, I think if you are the managers of Aaron Jones or you know one of or one of those guys, Jamal Williams, and you you needed a spot start, uh, I think you probably have to go get one of these guys and add them. Uh, but I'm not really expecting much from any of them. Um, I'm, you're hoping one of them could get like a red zone touchdown. I think the Packers will definitely have opportunities in the red zone uh, so that one of them can maybe get a goal line touchdown uh, if it's not thrown to Devontae Adams or maybe get some production uh, throughout the day. But uh, I don't expect, uh, you know, any of them to really, you know, kind of 
clipped that borderline RB2 level, uh, which is what you know what you expect from Jamal Williams when he comes in and starts. Uh, other than that, my intrigue is very heavy into Alan Lazard. I think if he plays, uh, you definitely has some intrigue here. Uh, you know, when he was in, uh, just as far as being a sleeper receiver that we saw him coming into the season, he had two, two of the three games. He had at least five targets a touchdown or, or a 60-yard receiving. So he was definitely a legit threat for Aaron Rodgers. Had the 149 before he got hurt in week three. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, – I think if Alan Lazard comes back, he's definitely got some intrigue. I'll, I'll uh, no, definitely start him. Uh, on the 49ers side, uh, Jermichael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon, I think both of these guys do have RB2 upside. But, you know, the higher upside definitely – for Hasty, you know, the Green Bay Packers have given up 200-yard receivers, 100-yard rush games to their opponents uh, in the last three games. They haven't been very good at all uh, for on, on the run, the running side. So definitely, Hasty getting that first and second down work uh, should have favorable uh, matchups. And McKinnon should, you know, get you some PPR value uh, and also be using the red zone like you mentioned earlier in the week. So he could get a touchdown as well. Brandon Ayuk. I think he's a low ceiling or a wide receiver too. He might see a lot of Jai Alexander, and we know how hot he is right now. So that that cap um, might be a little. Uh, his upside might be a little bit down this week, um, but he should be heavily targeted. He should be still used. Kashan and loves to use him in all tight and all light. So I would still, you know, think you can start him, but temper little expectations. And it's Kendrick Bourne. I think he's also a serviceable flex. Uh, knowing that George Kittle's out, you know, these two pass catchers have to be there for them uh, in, in this game. Um, yeah, so that's uh, pretty much what I got. Yeah, man, I'm going to take – this is going to sound crazy, but I'm, gonna, I'm not crazy, actually, because I, I went back on the fourth. I, I wanted to pick San Fran to win. I don't know, somehow, so, so mm-hmm. crazy. But uh, I'm actually going to take the over. I'm going to take San Fran to cover. I'm going to take Green Bay to win. Uh, yeah, like you were saying, man, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. I feel sorry for whoever has to go against Devontae Adams night i know man uh, god know. godspeed man <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> like it's true the, <laughs> the number one receivers have been destroying the 49ers lately yeah they've been destroying the 49ers and um there's no there could potentially be no running backs in this game yeah that's true that's true so uh yeah i'm sorry uh but, yeah, I love your take on Al Lazard. Look out for Al Lazard. Adam, uh, if you can, if you, if you need help, he's a guy he might be able to, to play. Uh, or, you you know, you're, you, I'm with you, man. You should be able to play him in this matchup uh, against yeah. against San Fran, especially with this running back situation they have going on. Uh, Robert Tunyon, he's he's back. That ankle injury uh, is, is no longer limiting him as he showed us last week. So I think he's a guy – you start him up. It's so man, we can't see Kittle and baby Kittle in the same game. Oh, <laughs> that would have been dope. That, that would have been, been awesome dope, especially because they're like they're boys and whatnot. Oh man. Um. All right. Uh. I would, if I had to play one of these Green Bay running backs, I I would play Irvin. Um. Okay. But he's more of a wide receiver than a running back, uh, and that's only because you know uh, receptions are more valuable than. Then, then, then carries. Uh, Dexter Williams probably is the most likely to get you the rushing touchdown, though. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if every time they got down there, Aaron Rodgers just threw it. So. Yeah, they just threw it into the Vontae Adams. <laughs> the plays that are doing for him is beautiful. Like setting up, putting him in motion. Like he's a pseudo running, but it's, it's oh, nice. Yeah. It's beautiful. No, they, this is what they, I wanted. They, they do that little jet sweep touch pass, or yep. they, they yep. put him in motion and throw the little bubble screen. It's like, it's 
Yep. And it's uncoverable. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, by the way, he can still run the fade route or the slant or the out or anything else that you want to run. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the uh, Dexter Williams, he would be the two down, the two down guy. Uh, but I think you, yeah, you're gonna have to be desperate if you're going there. But again, it's, it's desperate out there. Um, San Francisco, Jamichael Hasty, he's an RB two in my opinion, uh, and then Jarek McKinnon, RB three with you know RB three slash flex, uh, and then Brandon Ayuk. That's a good point with uh, Jair Alexander. Uh, but you know Kyle Shanahan, like you were saying, he's creative. Probably gonna find ways to get uh, Ayuk the ball, regardless of. of you know, whether Jair Alexander is is covering him. Uh, and then, you know, if Jordan Reed is active, uh, I think you can play him. True. Uh, yeah, know, I agree. If you need help at tight end, I think you could go, totally play Jordan Reed. Um, and then this is a little crazy, but I think you could play Nick Mullins uh, if you really need to, especially in super flex leagues. Um, and so I'm just going to roll right into my bold prediction. Uh, Nick Mullins throws two touchdown passes, two flex. Ooh. I like that. Uh, my bold prediction, you know, I, you know, a guy that's very appreciated by his peers in this league, but not by you know the people out there. I, yo, my man Kyle Yuschek scores a touchdown. Let's go! Oh man, okay. Oh, yeah. you know what? The Nick Mullins <laughs> to Kyle Yuschek touchdown. I could. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. see that. Uh, Kyle Yuschek yep. apparently does not being does not like being called a fullback. Learned that the other. Oh yeah, I I believe. It. I mean, he he play he doesn't play like it. he plays. He's an all around guy, man. He's one of the best players in football. No, man. absolutely. Uh, he he actually uh, George Kittle apparently uh, called him an honorary tight end on National Tight End Day last week. So and he called it. He okay. Touchdown. He scored a touchdown. He scored a touchdown pass. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's how deep we did, guys. I was I was watching a Kyle Yuschek interview. <laughs> to, to get the dirt, the down, the down and dirty on on Jamichael Hasty, and, and he brought he brought Jamichael Hasty up on just completely unprompted. Said Jamichael Hasty has the best the best feed of all the running backs, uh, and then Jamichael Hasty, uh, you know, is now starting against the Green Bay Packers, uh, who have the literally the worst the worst run defense in the league. Oh man, yeah, man. I, yeah, Hasty should do well. Uh, Dalvin Cook literally obliterated them last week, so. I'm expecting some some good things from Hasty. Yeah, I'm I'm let's put it this way. I would play Hasty over Jonathan Taylor. I would play Hasty over Ezekiel Elliott this week. Uh, I would play Hasty. And I'm I'm not saying this in you know being facetious or hyperbolic. I'm telling you guys no, I'm, I'm, I'm you. literally doing this in a league. I'm playing <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing to Michael Hasty over both of these players this week. So I would put Jermichael Hasty like all right, you know what? Uh, I already told Greg I'm going to have a start of the week. Uh, so I'm, I'm my start of the week was going to be James Conner. Let's just throw it out there. Uh, Jermichael Hasty, start of the week. Uh, I'll, leave you, I'll leave you all with that. He is my running back start of the week. Uh, oh, our man. Our first Thursday night like football that. start of the week that we have all year. Yeah, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, that's that's what's up. Jermichael Hasty, uh, you got a lot of dynasty shares of him too. So, yeah, he should he should play well. Yeah, man, I've been on I've been on your boy Jermichael Hasty for a minute. Um, if you if any of you all listening are in a dynasty league with me, you do not have Jermichael Hasty because I do. So facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Anything else on this game? Oh uh, no, I mean it should be it should be a good one. I, again, sad that we don't have 
George Kittle, one of the best players in football. Uh, but you know, we, we should run roll through uh, in this in this good week. Yeah, man, it's gonna be. Look, I'm just. I'm, I know I'm not. I'm not gonna be here this week, but I'm just gonna say it right now. There's gonna be a lot of high scores this week. So, so especially oh, especially at the quarterback position. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, be, uh, you know, be mindful of your of your teams and your matchups and who you're going up against. And try maybe swing for the fences this week. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. Um, anything else, Greg? Do you want to throw a trust in the trash it in there? Uh, anything? Um, I don't know much this week. I mean, will will Cam Akers get a carry? Right? <laughs> well, that's always one. Cam, Cam Akers will not get a carry this week. I can guarantee you that because they're on by. <laughs> oh, the Rams on by this week. Oh. oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um how about trust or trash that Lamar Jackson finishes as a top twelve quarterback this season? Oh the did we do that one last week did or we, we just that? have for that the uh I feel like you know his floor is still is still pretty much there. Um and Baltimore, who do they have this week? Oh we talked about their schedule too, actually, because it was a little tough. He does have some tough matches. Yeah, he's got Pittsburgh twice. Um, oh, he has Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh again. again. Yeah. But he got, you know, the key. He got the floor on that one at least. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it was. it's going to be uh, a high-end more QB2 number. Right, like, rest of the season. He finishes right outside of it. Yeah, yeah like 13, 14. <clears throat> I mean the the stretch down the run. I mean, he's got the Giants at one point. He's got he, he's got the Giants. He's got the Dolphins. Is that right? No, he doesn't have the Dolphins. He can't have the Dolphins. Hold on. I'm just gonna pull it up. Yeah, he's got Jacksonville, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants. Okay, Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville. Okay, maybe, maybe. I mean, could Dallas, he could explode. Giants, he still could even explode. Um, Jacksonville. I, and maybe they're at Jacksonville as well. I feel like they need to ask him to, to throw more, too, which could lead to more uh, also yards, passing yards, too. Yeah, I mean, passing yards would be just, nice because he's not getting many of those. Uh, no, no, I mean, obviously. Right yeah. Um. I mean, he's got Indianapolis next week. Then he's got New England, then Tennessee, and then Pittsburgh. So these next four weeks are rough. They are. They are. Uh, especially if he's not. If they're gonna run the ball a lot against Indy, I think they should try to test them in the secondary because they still have yet to be really tested. Indy secondary, I think. And he's also taking a lot of hits right now too. Yeah. He got yeah, he smacked is. around in that Pittsburgh game. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe you have to hold him through these next four weeks because once you get to that, because you know with a player like him, I mean, he had a he had a, a 20-something yard touchdown run called back on a hold. Uh, and if he has that, if he, you know, that's eight points that he didn't have. You know, that got taken mm-hmm. away from him. And so he, he can do that on any, on any given day. 
right? He, yeah, he, nah, his his, his uh, cap is, un, is it's unlimited. Like he, you know, he's so explosive as a player that he can save you. Yeah, I mean his his range right now fourteen to twenty seven and a half, so or twenty eight point two rather. So, um, yeah, I mean I think as long as you can get to week thirteen against Dallas. As long as you can. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> as long as. To bring you into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, again, week 14, you get Cleveland and 15, Jacksonville, 16. Yep. Good matchup. 16, Good matchup. the Giants. I mean, he. Yeah, now it's a great closing schedule. It's, it's a great schedule to close it out. Uh, I think that schedule right there, you know, those last four games could be the games. Because even Tennessee, they're not great. I mean, so that's, that's, a, that's another good. No. That's another nope. good game right there. So you've got essentially five games where he can pad his his finish here, uh, get some QB one finishes, and sneak into the top twelve. Maybe. Is uh is Will Fuller still a Houston Texan right now? Yes, Will <laughs> Fuller is still a Houston Texan. Uh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> did not get traded. Uh, so that I was I was actually really not I would have not been happy had Will Fuller had been traded. I mean, I probably would have been. No, I would not have been happy at all. No, I don't. I don't know. Aaron yeah, Rogers, that's about tough. the only person I think I would have been happy. For. Yeah, the, there were rumors about that. And the Packers didn't want to go too spend too much. Probably Houston was asking for a second or a third, definitely for for Will Fuller. But it would have been maybe a rental player because he is a free agent after this year. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy that he still stays with Deshaun because it helps Deshaun's impact as well that's still. my biggest thing is i mean you know greg i have someone who's heavily invested in deshaun and just in terms of a dynasty perspective and this would have tanked yeah. this would have tanked him for the rest of the year i mean yeah he wouldn't have a, a deep ball presence besides brandon cooks and yeah that would have been pretty tough yeah so um all right man let's wrap this thing up man it's it was uh you know short and sweet to the point this week um but mm-hmm. uh hopefully y'all you you uh you either have Devontae Adams or you don't have to go against him. Um, but if, <laughs> really, that's what it is every week for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but everybody, have a good one. Uh, please enjoy Thursday Night Football. Please uh, stay safe with everything going on, um, you know, post-election and whatnot. Uh, also, just, you know, if you can rate review the podcast, that, that'd be fantastic. Uh, helps, helps us out a lot. Uh, if you could write a review, that also helps a ton. Uh, and then if you could also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics, uh, you can follow Greg on uh, Instagram at we underscore made it. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Have a good one, everybody. And we are out. We are out.